Hello, hello, hello. So welcome back. And for, for the new listeners first, welcome back to, well, first, the old listeners, welcome back to JMA, Jared's Musical Analysis, powered by the Awkward Adventures of a College Graduate podcast. And for those who don't know, my name is Jared Brown. I'm the host of this podcast, where we talk about everything from music to queer issues to just life and adulting after college because it's ghetto as shit. In this specific <laughs> segment, we talk to musical artists and we talk about music and I have a special guest in the building, uh, Ross Victory. I'm going to give him a chance to, to introduce himself. Um, it's been dope. Like I've had a lot of time to interact with him um, through a group that we're both a part of. And I, without further ado, I'm going to give him a chance to kind of talk about himself, introduce himself because I'm super excited for this interview because it's going to be really dope. So without further ado, would you like to introduce yourself, uh, our guest? <laughs> yes, Jared, thank you so much for having me. My name is Ross Victory. I'm a singer, songer, singer, songwriter, author from Los Angeles. I also work full time. He does a lot more. <laughs> and I do a lot, yes. And actually, I'm really tired. I've been pulling like 50, 55 hour weeks. But I feel like at my core, yeah, it, it's kind of wild. 50, 55 hour weeks plus the commute. So for y- so, Yada, don't in higher education, that's pretty common. So respect, respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then trying to create and then get sleep too all at the same time. Yeah, my schedule's a mess. So yeah. yeah. Um, at my core, I think I'm a creative. Uh, I'm a dreamer person. Sometimes I feel low key, like I'm a vagabond. But um, yeah, that's that's who I am at my core. Or today, that's who I am. Mm, I love that the fluidity and being able to change where you're at and different things like that, because um, it does. It changes day to day. It definitely changes yes. day to day. Um, yes. But yes, we have him here, and it's very good to have him. Um, I it's a special it's a special having him in a building because I've had a lot of time to interact with him. We're both in a group or space that's for black bi plus men. Let me let me specify for the melanated folks. You know, y'all can't see me, but I'm, I'm pointing to the skin. <laughs> um, and so you know, it's been it's been a joy being able to talk to him and like you know, kind of be in that space with him. And so there's been a lot of conversations. And so like being able to talk to him about his music and just who he is as a creator and stuff like that, I'm super excited today. And I know it's definitely going to be baked into this interview and it's just going to be a good time. We're going to definitely going to have. So the first question I want to really jump into is your music. So how long have you been doing music and what made you get into it initially? So you know, I've read, I did did a little bit of research on him. Like he has a little bit of a press packet, but I'm curious to hear it straight from the horse's mouth, like how he got into it and what like finally clicked and was like, oh, music, I got this. Oh yeah, for sure. And I'm happy to share. So, I mean, like, I don't want to say like a lot of musicians, but a lot of musicians have a similar story about loving music as a child, you know, um, singing and talent shows. So that was definitely me. So two years Mm -hmm. old, my mom, the first memory, she says I was singing like happy birthday on people's voicemails. So we can start with that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, Ross, sing happy birthday into the phone. So it starts there. (laughs) And then somehow it gets into first grade talent show, um, singing in front of the school, writing. Oh, he was like, he was on like Star Search. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yes, I and you know what's crazy? My parents they never trusted the music industry, so they never put me in anything uh, like that, and I hated that. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, no Star Search. What was the other one? Yeah, there was yeah. another one from back in the day. Um, no, that's American Idol. I am a little bit older, but that's still same thing. But anyway, yeah. Right. So start with um, like a lot of kid teen uh, shows and talent shows, and then I started just mm -hmm. going to the studio with friends. Um, mm -hmm. I would go to this lady um, who had an in-home studio recording and writing music. And oh. yeah, and, and actually, I spent a lot of time alone. So I spent mm -hmm. a lot of time alone. So music and writing was always a place to like put my feelings um, mm -hmm. and kind of process the world. You know what I mean? Right. And, definitely. Sounds yeah. like it was an escape. Definitely an escape, and even now I have like a thick book of songs um, that I've just collected for like 15 to 20 years. But mm -hmm. what I'm doing now has, of course, evolved as far as going into the studio mm -hmm. with intention, creating music, and that has uh, been about three years and really took off during the pandemic when we had nothing but time we're all isolated right. in our thoughts, right. you know, there's nothing but content to create. Board in the house and in-house board. Board in the yeah, in-house board, exactly. And so, About to start. Yeah. Yes, and I mean, and I know a lot of people don't have, um, have different ways mm -hmm. to outlet, like some people are extroverted, some people are introverted. But I've always been kind of a low-key introvert and choose music and writing for my expression mm -hmm. method. So that's kind of the long story short. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's really cool. And so like being able to like to be able to be able to pinpoint um, a lot of time when I talk to people and like, you know, whether it's artists or creatives and stuff like that, a big central story is a lot of people have found that they had that and they put it down and then they came back to it later. And so it sounds like you've always been doing it, but you really like said, I'm going to go full steam ahead a couple years ago. And I guess that's the beauty in the messed up situation about the pandemic is it gave a lot of people that chance to really focus in on some of those talents and things that they wanted to do. And it's like, you know, now or never, I'm going to really just kind of like zero in. So that's pretty cool. And so you said that you started very early. So, you know, the listeners want to know, do we have early, um, early tapes or sounds <laughs> that are in existence or will those never see the light of day? <laughs> Yes, there are early tapes and sounds that will never and and I think a couple people have VHSs and stuff, but oh, if man. it's up to me, I'll pay you. I'll pay you to keep it quiet. Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself because it isn't what it is now. Mm, right. <laughs> well, <laughs> growth. Growth. Well, um so moving <laughs> keep it. <laughs> So for the listeners who are in, um, if you have access to these tapes, please send it to I'm putting I'm playing. <laughs> Whoa, I'm so you're about to be real messy. Jared, I am really surprised. You don't strike me as the messy type. So I'm like. <laughs> it's, I'm joking. It's all love here. But um, funny enough, kind of going into that. Um, one thing I like to always ask artists, which I think is really fun, is, you know, if sports and different things, we have stats. So, like, 
if you could kind of like break down or like we'll say like a Pokemon card or something like that, you know, they have their their attacks, they have their power or whatever you're you're into. Um, so if you could break down your music discography and like you had your stats, how many like singles or mixtapes or albums would you put it in? And I know that mixtapes and sync and albums can be kind of synonymous. How would you break that down? Like if you could give like a quick stats, like I have this many songs that I have this, 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 just so the listeners know like how much music they can look forward to or they can look into. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so I'm just going to start with 2019 because I feel like 2019 was a big year for me. I made a big decision to write a book. Uh, That was like Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things at the time I decided to Mm -hmm. do. And then that also reminded me about my love for music. But Mm -hmm. since that moment in 2019, up until today that we have this interview, I want to say there's at least maybe 10 or 11 singles available. No, no, no albums, but I do have an EP called Mm -hmm. Winter Nights in Quarantine. It is good. It is good. Yeah, which it was my feel like I was just all of my feelings about love Mm -hmm. and a lot of different things going on. And so that one is four tracks. So I don't have an album. I've just been doing like singles and then that smaller project. Okay, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. 11 songs from from 2019. That's pretty like, that's a lot in a sense, but that's like a good lot. You definitely probably get an assortment of type of music that you are doing, different things like that. And there's probably so much for everybody. So please go check him out. Everything will be linked within the show notes. So whether that's your SoundCloud, your YouTube, um, TikTok, TikTok, anywhere that you can find his music will be linked where you can find that. Um, I definitely encourage you. I took a listen to a lot of some of his music and I really say dope artist, definitely. And I think that's perfect um, bringing that because we get into influences, or I'll say this, into sound. So I've heard R&B, I've definitely heard, of course, you know, you being from California, you definitely hear that Southern California influence too, (laughs) um, as well within the music. What is that? What is the Southern California influence? It's hard to explain. So within the the latest single, I definitely heard it. It has like that kind of, I don't want to say bounce, because bounce isn't the best word for it, but... It made me think of like artists who have like, I don't want to say ass aching songs because that's not the best term to put it, but it's like a certain sound that I feel like you get just like within cadence and different things like that with the artist. And I definitely heard that with this newest song with you. Um, And I was like, okay, I definitely hear some of the influences, but you also see like where you're like at in terms of your music and where you've been influenced and different things like that. But I rather, you know, I have my ideals and like I, I could do this all day, but how would you describe your personal sound in terms of your music? What do you try to accomplish or what do you try to get across with what you want your prospective listener to know about you um, in a sense? So, I'm sorry awesome if that's such question. a good question. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that's an um, awesome question because it, there's, I got, there's, some deeper introspective um, questions in there. Um, Ooh, so I think for my intention, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it is because it's like, what do you want to get across? What do you want to communicate? Mm-hmm. So on my side, I feel like um, my goal is always to, so I grew up in the 90s. I grew okay. up with people making a concerted effort to emotionally move their audience. So you would listen to a song and you could hear 
like the artist's commitment. You could hear like lyrics matter, all of that. So I grew the begging, up begging everything, so, just uh... yeah, all of it. And mm -hmm. there's a um, radio station out here called ninety four point seven, The Wave. Mm -hmm. They used to play a lot of Shade, um, yeah. a lot of Tony mm -hmm. Braxton, a lot of Babyface. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of that music. So I grew up on that Usher, even Neo, like a lot of those are my influences. So with R&B ballads, it's always my intention to try to bring some type of emotional movement, some type of authenticity. And then also too, I like to be creative and have fun. So bounce, like literally I heard the beat and I said, I want an ass shaking song. I'm not a rapper. <laughs> I'm a singer, but I want something that people can shake their ass to. And so how that need to be me, done. Yes. Yes. I just want something like, hey, that's Ross. Like, oh, okay. Yes. So I, it was I very something. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I mean something to feel good to and, and bounce and literally bounce to. And so that just is create like I think bounce is just me being mm -hmm creative, having fun, going in the studio, and then mm -hmm. a little bit of courage to release it. So not like, yes. you know, I have millions of listeners or anything, but it's mm -hmm. kind of like maybe what something people aren't expecting, but it's fun. It's authentic. I feel like all right. of my music is authentic. Right. And it's funny you brought that up because it's like I said, um, questions like that, hearing that just made something ping in my head. And I love these conversations because it makes me think about a conversation I was having a couple weeks ago. Um, <clears throat> I was at like a family member's house. I was at my aunt's house. I was with my friends. You were talking about something that you said it, you were a little bit apprehensive about releasing it because it was a little bit different from what you feel like you're able, like, you know, what your audience is used to listening to. How do you kind of balance that in the space of like, I don't know if you like, based off what you said, I know you said you're very R&B and ballads, but do you feel like you're an artist that you want to be categorized? Because there are artists like Janelle Monet, there are artists like the Taylor Bennett's who are literally like, fuck labels in a sense, like traditional sense of music. And I want to be able to do any type of music. Or do you feel like you definitely have a niche? And I guess the second part of that question is, in terms of doing music, in terms of doing that, do you feel like it's, oftentimes difficult when you are in the studio, when you are thinking about these songs, you feel like, I don't know how people are going to take this because I don't want people to put me in a box or maybe I'm already in a box. And we've seen it oftentimes with other artists, like I'll use Beyonce for an example or different things like that. Like her, you know, she's done a lot of different things from the early Destiny Child days to now her sound has constantly changed and evolved. And some people are like, love it. Some people hate it. And it's very divisive in the sense of like her fans. Has that ever been like a concern or is that a concern as you put out more music in a sense too? And, or is that something you're just like, that's a problem for the fans. I have to be what, do what I have to do for myself. What does that kind of look like for you? And it's probably like a lot to unpack there, but I'm curious to hear what you, you, you say in terms of like, you know, this, this definite switch in your sound, at least on this particular uh, track. Yeah, yeah. And that's a that's a really good one. Because um, I mean, so since I kind of own my brand and how I show up as a musician and music artist, mm -hmm. I feel like the decision is always like, does this match what I have already put out there? 
but then I, I I really want so if the beginning of all this was my book in 2019 mm-hmm. and how that led to me getting back into the studio, it so I, I yes. hope that there would be space for me mm-hmm. to explore and then not um, categorize myself. I feel like my comfort zone is mid tempo R and B, but I can't help if I hear any type of beat that I just want to get on. It's like, I just want to be, I don't know why this is out of the box. It's just something that I want to be on. And so I feel like- Basis spirit just took you over. It's like, I have to do it. I just have to do it. Yeah. And, and, and some of my apprehension sometimes is when I take it to the studio. So I, I have an engineer Mm -hmm. that I always work with kind of knows what Mm -hmm. to expect, knows like, okay, when, Mm -hmm. like, if we're singing or something like, oh, no, try that again, do that again. Sometimes mm-hmm. I have some hesitation, like, oh, what is he going to think about the track that I want to mm-hmm. record? But you know what, Jared, a lot of that is like my job as a creator is to create. That's it. Oh, like, I don't know. We don't have to get spiritual, religious, whatever. Well, I just need to say that one more time for the other artists out there and other creatives. I just need you to just repeat that just, just so they because I is to create. That's all you have to do is show up. The door, the, the, somebody's knocking at the door, you're the creator, open it. And I think sometimes we get in our head about how we want to per- be perceived and stuff. And I understand right. it. But for, but for me, my job is to create and I just want to bring my best foot forward. So my budget is a million dollars, but I want to bring the mm-hmm. best production that I have access to, the best visual that I have access to, the best dancers, that's it is to right. create. And so that's how I, I approach. And hopefully my brand, like I hope that I can reinforce that and tell people that your job is just to show up. It is just to create despite what others may project onto you or their expectations. Right. And so a question that goes into this and that kind of, like you said, is how is that like, I guess, has personal life, you know, really like, I guess, influence you being creator in the sense of like, I have to just show up as myself, whoever accepts it, whatever it may be, they'll deal with it. How has that influenced it? Or is that just something that like you as a creator have found separate from you and your personal life in a sense? Cause you know, like, um, you obviously have different things that you do. Like you're a writer, you, you have all these different creative flows or functions, but has like within self, cause you, have you know we we have talked about you being a queer artist as well a bi plus artist how is that like affected how you show up and say like you know in this sense i'm doing this i also have to do this with my art as well and so i have to just do what i need to do as far as best for myself in that sense absolutely i think that it's definitely related um mm-hmm. it's and it's interesting because in a song like mm-hmm. I can share an experience and easily, so as you said, so I'm a bi plus person, I can easily mm-hmm. remove the pronouns and <laughs> make the song more, you know what I mean? So I have access to that, to remove the pronouns and you don't um, know who it's about. Even sometimes my mom has heard, um, or family too, has heard some songs and even they wonder, like, dang, who is that about or who inspired that? And they be like, is that Thanksgiving you know, last year? Let's be like, you know, because, you know, I thought something was a little off right there. <laughs> Right, yeah. 
and that's just being nosy too like yeah right and then there's no indication too so there's no pronoun Mm -hmm. there's no name and it just makes your Mm -hmm. imagination yeah but Mm -hmm. to answer your question directly i think a lot of my bi identity does inform my Mm -hmm. art um because yeah i can write a banger like book um like uh bounce or a mm-hmm. ba- ballad like Ready for Love. I can write an mm-hmm. article. I can write a whole fiction like novelette. And so the range is there. And I just feel like I can just only show up as myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like you can't. And I know like, cause people say, okay, are you more of a singer or an author? It's like, okay, I understand that question. I'm a writer. I'm a creative writer. That's what I want to be. Similar to bi, right? It's like, are you more into guys? You're more into girls. Your answer is like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. I'm interested in people. I'm attracted Mm -hmm. to people. Sometimes you can't qualify it as easy as 70% or three. You know, it's sometimes it's shifting. And so that's, yeah, that's how I approach my work too. It's like, do I want to write a song today? What type of song do I want to write today? Do I want to write a story today? What type of story? So it's like sometimes on a day-to-day basis. And it's interesting. I believe sexuality is creative energy too. I don't know how you feel about that, but I feel like a lot of power. I definitely agree. Yeah, yeah. A lot Mm -hmm. of it comes from there, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's expression. Mm -hmm. It all is. All of those different energies are expression and being able to bring that in, bring in your personal experiences, I think ultimately makes you a better artist and people are able to respect that because when you're not being self and not to say that you have, you owe anybody anything, but it exudes when you're being you in your music and you're being you in all these different spaces. And I feel like that sometimes not to get on, you know, a soapbox that we miss from artists these days is that we don't get to see you you know, and it's okay to keep some things to yourself, but it's like, what is it that's making me kind of like come into like you and like kind of like basically bet on you in a sense and really feel connected to you? Um, and I feel like that is one part of like the art form that is um, slightly lost um, sometimes. And it's good to hear artists like you and others who are still doing that. And it's like, I'm going to be authentically myself and I'm just going to put myself in this and you got to deal with it. If you don't like bounce, bounce may not be for you, but you got all these other songs, different things like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I know bounce, and, and that's the thing. I know bounce is a basic twerk song. It's an ass song, ass shaking song. But literally, mm-hmm. I, but my intention with that is like, okay. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting you say about authenticity. Do you think people mm-hmm. are really, are they really interested in authenticity? Or do we only want the ass shaking wops? um that that type of music i mean but there's space for both but sometimes i'm thinking maybe people don't like to know or don't want authentic people maybe they just want the highlights and the right you know i agree i agree it's it's a it's a hard thing because I think it just depends on the space you're in. If you're really consuming music or you're consuming things like that, I feel like it's a little bit of both. It's like you have the medicine, you have the sugar and stuff like that. Sometimes all you want to hear is like, if I'm in a bad mood, I know if I hear Nuck If You Buck, which you got to be careful with that. Oh, cancel. That's the song that makes me, that, that, that gets me, you know, going and everything like that. That improves my mood automatically. It's just something about hearing some asking beat. <laughs> it helps. But I also know, like, um, 
it's you know there are sides if i'm listening if i want something more introspective i'll listen to like a lupe fiasco or if i'm in my feelings i'll listen to a mint condition or something like that so i think that yeah. it kind of depends yeah. on the it on it too you know but being able to do both and i think is like a very important space as well yeah and and you bring to light a good point about mood i think mood mm. is um yeah when you think about an artist who can capture a lot of different moods you mm -hmm. know what i mean as a creator and a lot of different vibes and i mean like like i mentioned like anita Baker, and so i'm 90s mm -hmm. anita baker and sade mm -hmm. like i remember when you listen to their music and i even think wiz kid i don't know if you're mm -hmm. feeling wiz kid uh, what he's been doing but oh, i feel kid. like a lot of yeah, yeah a lot of his songs get you in a different mood and so mm -hmm. sometimes that it depends on my mood, you know, sometimes what gets created. But I think mood is important. It's an important piece. Definitely. And it's funny that you brought up like Anita Baker and you brought up um, Sade. Because uh, my next question is kind of regarding who are your influences musically? So if you had a top three, who would you put out there? And I know that's super hard. It's like only three, yeah. but only three. So who would you automatically offer it? Only as, like, three. Wow. Only three. So you're the only three. So... Mm -hmm. I think, so I'm looking for people who are singers and songwriters. So mm, that's very key. That's key. Okay. So for me, it started with Babyface. I remember when I heard, I was like, dang. So Go ahead, Babyface. Yeah, not only does he sing his songs, he writes his songs, he writes songs for other artists. So knowing Producer. that he existed when I was uh, little, I felt like that was mm -hmm. really something special. You know what I mean? So Babyface, Neo is another one, mm -hmm. singer-songwriter. Mm -hmm. um, it was me. really important. Yeah, and I would say I put Bruno Mars and maybe even Mariah Carey up there too, singer-songwriters. These are people right, who right. can show, you know what I mean? Singer-songwriter. Mm -hmm. They show up. Right. You know, I wrote my right. shit. I'm singing my <laughs> shit. That, right that that those are people like damn okay you wrote that you're not just performing it i see you so yeah. i'm gonna ask a harder question which is probably uh -oh. gonna be like oh damn what are what is the top song from each of them favorite song mm -hmm. from each of them? top song so babyface when can i see you again when can okay. i see you again hey Ooh, okay hey. don't make me too happy um <laughs> So that's Babyface, and I think, no, uh, he didn't write Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart. That was Diane Warren, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so for Neo, I really like, so it'd be a tie between Sexy Love and Miss Independent, mm -hmm. because I don't know if you remember yeah, when he came out, oh, I feel like Donnell Jones. I should have put Donnell in my list, too. Damn. Um, Bruno Mars, I feel like the hook that he wrote on Billionaire was, mm -hmm. um, he, and see, that's what I like about him, too. He writes, he was doing yeah, chokes for rappers, yeah. similar to right. how Neo was doing, too. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, right, because just, and, um, what was it, um, with B.O.B., that song had a chokehold on people. Um, yeah, that song had a chokehold on people. That had the the talk show, 
<laughs> circuited everything like going and it was so catchy so definitely respect that in the sense of him so but all but even all of them I, okay babyface maybe maybe he wasn't as contemporary r&b but definitely yeah. neo had the hook game on point bruno did, had the did. hook game on point and i'm gonna yeah. say mariah mariah has the hook game on point she even says in mm -hmm. interviews she got into the game expected to be a songwriter that's why she is the most she's the woman with the most number one singles ever because of the pen she, game. That, pen, that pen game that pen game so, mm -hmm. so and, and then i don't know um i would say by mariah my all so that was in the mm -hmm. like um late 90s i give my all to have one more night with you do you remember that I'm not as familiar with that song. I feel like I'm okay. probably more familiar with some of her later stuff, but I think I remember it. If I hear it, I know I'll probably know it. Okay, yeah. It was it was like um, before Mariah became plastic, if I can say that. So before she kind of did the Barbie kind of like flashy. She I changed know. her. her she's, a queen, she's a diva. I love Mariah. But before she did like all the glitter. Change, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This was her just, you know, so, yeah. All right, that's dope. Thank you for sharing that. And so I, one thing I've noticed, like, in that is that, so songwriting, songwriting is super important to you. And I guess that's, like, a huge aspect of your identity within singing and things like that or being in a space. Do you feel like that's something, and from what you've observed with music, just being an artist and being in a space, do you feel like that's something that we're not, we don't have as much? Do you feel like it's something that's still there, but... You know, it's not as appreciated. Are you what? How do you feel like we're where we're at now in twenty twenty two in music when it comes to the singer songwriter? Do they exist and are are they hidden or are they like abundantly right out front? Um, he's so like, let me I, pick my words carefully. Yeah, yeah. I I think that um, I don't know. I I feel like the music industry now compared to when I was growing up to where mm -hmm. people had to be able to sing and, and to write. I don't think it is that anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I feel so, for example, I think Charlie Puth, mm -hmm. he's uh, um, like a, um, a pop artist. He actually writes, sings, and composes, similar to Alicia. Right? So yeah, write, sing, and mm -hmm. compose. Um, but I don't think that that's something now that people are really interested in. It's just more like, mm -hmm. can, like, can, is this something I can shake my ass to? Maybe there are people out there who look for singers that write their own material, but I don't know if that's the focus, but I could be wrong. So. Right. I feel like, I think it's, it definitely can be like a, a niche thing because I think most time people are just listening to the music. They're not thinking about who wrote it. Like for instance, you know, a, a, a person who's like in most people's top tens as singers of greatest singers of all time, Whitney Houston. A lot of her songs were written. I didn't even realize until like I started doing research. They were songs that other people's before it came to her in a sense, you know, in that sense. But I think it's like there are the people who can write the songs and there are the people who can convey that emotion. And there are those people in the middle who are able to do both just as well and have that beautiful, like, you know, ability to do it. And I think it isn't like, unless you're really into the music, it, it's kind of hard to think about it. Most people aren't probably going to say, I think 
in maybe like hip hop and more of that form or fashion when it comes to like, oh, she doesn't write her own bars. He doesn't write his own bars or whatever. There's that aspect. But when it comes to singing, it's kind of like, it's almost like it happens, you know, in a sense. Right. So yeah, yeah, it's a different kind and of that's space. True. And I think Nikki, Nikki is the per mm -hmm. uh, probably the person you're refer referencing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, there is a distinction and mm -hmm. sometimes we have to make distinctions mm -hmm. so we all don't get lumped in the same category. But I think, right. yeah, Nikki writes her own mm. bars. And there's right. something to be said for that, you know? Right. It's like, we're mm -hmm. not the same. Yeah. Exactly. It puts you in a different caliber. And it also just improves what you can kind of do in the sense of like, you know, if tomorrow you it was hard for you to get a songwriter if you're able to write your own songs nobody can take that away from you you can write your own music and you can just keep it pushing if yeah. you have that you can even write for other people if you're like i'm like retiring from singing right now i don't want to sing or i don't have it in me to put something out for myself i can still do it for other people you know yeah um, and, and i'm just really quick uh, off of that point mm -hmm. and it goes back to the creative writing um mm -hmm the power of creative writing because too you can write a song for yourself so for me that's a form of expression to process emotions mm -hmm. to get thoughts on paper and so right that is i feel like a lot of songwriters they understand that and they probably have mm -hmm. some experience of um, like a song writing a song to get through something and then on the back end someone right. listens to it and they're like oh wow this helped me get through something oh it's because i've been through right. it you know so right yeah. exactly exactly that makes a hundred percent sense um oh there's a one other question before we get there's another part of the interview I, i'm excited to do that I think it's going to be really, it's going to be really exciting to like see how we kind of do this musical analysis. But like, I don't want to leave this part yet without asking this question because I think it, yeah. it's relatable. So, being that you hold the identity as a, a singer, a songwriter, how do you, are there time periods in which like you just talked about like being able to write to an experience where it's like, I wrote this experience, but I can't physically sing this right now? Like, I don't have it in me. You know, with that, is there like there are those times where it's like emotionally, like I'm not here yet, where I can't put this out, or maybe this is something I need to pass off. And are there even points in time, like where, as a songwriter, you felt like a writer's block in a sense, and it's affected like your singing, you know, or you being able to put out music, and how have you kind of like dealt with that? Because I know like there are like certain times as a creative, just me being a creative myself, you know, there's certain experiences I've gone through, and I'm just like not yet i'm not going to talk about that yet or i'm not going to put this on wax yet um in a sense and so have you dealt with that and how do you know when it's time to kind of say all right it's time to like talk about this or time to do this so I'll, another great question i love that because i i, I love the core of that question mm -hmm. because yeah because if you think about it, if, if songwriting is to help get through something, um, there are times where you write it and you record it. So actually, I have a lot of recorded songs that I haven't mm -hmm. dropped um, just because maybe it doesn't make sense to drop it. I'm not yeah. sure about this one. So, for example, someone heard Ready for Love, um, uh, I think last year, someone heard my song Ready for Love. 
And during mm -hmm. the interview, she asked me, she was like, wow, when I listened to that, I could tell that that was about someone. I wonder mm -hmm. who that's about. And so when she said that it hit my core because I felt mm -hmm. a little bit exposed in that moment. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, so yeah, you like, can tell that? Yeah, I was like, you can tell that's about somebody? And then- um, A lot of vulnerability yeah, yeah. that required. A lot of vulnerability. And I mean, I didn't go off with my vocals or whatever, but like just mm -hmm. the way that it was delivered. But to mm -hmm. answer your question, yeah, there are some times I have material that maybe mm. um, either we don't finish, um, mm. for example, we'll start it and it'll be like, you know what, that one, like mm. it's that's that's not, right now. not feeling it, not even mm. enough to finish it. Because even when you finish the song, you have to like master it and do all these other things. Right. Um, right. There's a song that I wrote related to Jess Hilarious's biphobic comments on her Instagram. And the song, <laughs> the premise of the song. <laughs> the of the song. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's the really premise of the song is about a biphobic homegirl who keeps her friend from the love mm -hmm. of her life. And mm -hmm. so when I was writing that and actually yes. we started it, I was like, yeah, that's something that people do. Like people will send mm -hmm. out TikToks and YouTubes and talk shit about mm -hmm. other people's love interests. And mm -hmm. I said, you know what? I want to write about this. And let's see if I release it. We'll see. Because y'all be let me let me let me just take a moment real quick. You just have to address this. You know, it's still pride. Happy Pride Month. <laughs> happy Pride Month. <laughs> y'all sitting up here getting away at people's love life. But you mind yourself too. Why can't they be happy? Why you gotta? Why, why why you gotta mind their business? You know, maybe maybe you should get yourself a five plus man too. Maybe that's it. Let him bless your life, you know. But the key word is he wants you. Does that he is the key word. Want you. <laughs> he wants you. Yeah. Are you, you want to be chose? Can you be mm -hmm. chose? Have you ever Are been chose? Right. Just because I got oh. options, don't want you. Yeah, you see the entitlement, the the entitlement, the audacity. Yeah, to think that you even like like a bi person would even want to be in your space, like. Mm -hmm. So anyway, before like, I don't want to get. I was gonna say yeah, let's not go off on that tangent. Let's not. Your guy looks better anyway. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. Let's not. We have we have fun on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's like let's, but let's not. So yeah, let's not, let's not. Um, but yes, but thank you for for sharing that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it, it's it's it is important, and so like always think about that because there has to be like a um, I. I'm appreciator of music and stuff like that. God has not blessed me with those those talents and things like that. Because Lord knows if He blessed me with the the talent of vocals or whatever, I'll be singing all the time. I'd never shut up. Um, but wow. The, to be vulnerable in that sense, you know, and I guess it's just, it depends on where you're at. Like a podcast, I could talk about my life all day long or whatever um, within the space and it's just there and that's fine because I know what I'm doing. But when, you, when you're when you singing your songwriting, it feels like there's another 
amount of vulnerability there from how you sound to what you're writing about and then people speculating. So I thank you for, for sharing that because I could only imagine what that's like, especially when you're like, is this the right time or should I release this or should I not release this, you know? And so being able to like kind of go in that space. Um, I'm glad that you were able to share that because I just always wonder what that is. That's like, and while I've always am a fan of vulnerable music, people being vulnerable or being authentic in it, you just don't think about from the consumer side, what that is like for the person putting that out there. Because this, for some folks, are their real life experiences. This is what their their lived experiences are. And maybe they're just not there yet. Or maybe it's just not the time and space for that, you know, in a sense. So I think it definitely uh, causes a bit more, at least it should cause it. It makes me think about it. And I hope that people take from that um, grace in a sense too. Because it's like, just because this song is out here doesn't mean that, you know, it's not coming or different things like that. Or this took a lot for that person to put out there potentially too. Absolutely. It, it took it took hours and hours. And I, just to add on to what you said, it's important to point mm-hmm. out the environment that you're recording in is also mm-hmm. kind of key because mm-hmm. it took me a moment to feel safe performing my songs with an engineer present. So you're trying right. to be vulnerable. Right. So you're trying to be vulnerable for the song and the lyric, but also you're a person. So you're wondering what the person at the computer is thinking about your delivery as you, as you sing it over and over again. And sometimes I'll ask them, be like, hey, dude, like, I don't even know why I tried. Like, I don't think I can fucking sing. And, and I would tell mm-hmm. him that. And he would be like, oh, no, no, just try it again. So all of that to say that it is, it's very important who mm-hmm. you record and who you perform with, all of that matters, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Major keys to take, you know, any potential artist or any young artist, please take that heed. Um, you know, it is important that you are in a space where you can be safe, you know, as well. Um, kind of moving on, and I'm excited for this part of it, because I'm excited with song you're, you're going to pick. Um, is we have a segment of the interview, and I think that's what makes this special here at JMA, powered by the Awkward Adventures of a College Graduate, AAGC. There's a funny story behind why the, the letters are mixed up. Um, <laughs> it's a whole thing, is that we get a chance to sit down with artists, and they are able to pick a song and actually do an analysis within the the space. So like, you know, it can be deep. It could be, it could be a little, it could be as deep as they want to go or, or not as deep. So I want to kind of like ask you, what song would you like to do an analysis for and really go into it and kind of break it apart piece by piece, you know, without, with it as much as you want to kind of do, because, you know, you have Ready to Love, you have Bounce, you have all these different songs. Of course, you have your songs off your EP. So I'm curious what you're, you're, you're going to pick and then also how this is going to go on, like hearing it come from you. Um, just the intentionality and like what that looks like. Um, of course, yeah. within keeping secret sauce, because I know some people are really funny about how their, you know, they their their processes as well. Yeah. Um, as far as the songs, I think so. Hmm. There, I, I have a song called "On Edge." Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like that one is kind of interesting to unpack or to mm-hmm. discuss because <laughs> of, of the space that I was when I wrote it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that is what my songs come from. They come from 
emotions and moods and stuff that I was right. in. I think I think my vocal performance on that one is decent and, and good, but I feel like the lyrics, since we've already established songwriting is mm-hmm. and writing is something important to me, I feel like the lyrics are worth mm-hmm. like exploring. Yeah. Okay, definitely. All right. So we we have on edge. We have this song. So boom, you you're at the drawing board. You're like, all right, we're piecing together the song. So when it came to, we're going to start technical, then we're going to go deeper into lyrics. So when it came down to the sound um, for this song, it, what? how did you think about that? Or what did you want included in that as far as production? Did you like say it has to be very, it has to be like, we'll just say it has to be very jazzy or it has to be, you know, it has to be more jarring. What did that look like for you in terms of like putting the music behind the, the other elements to the lyrics and things like that? What was going through your head? So Jared, I love you for the quality of your questions. I love that. That question is so Thank just you. because <laughs> that is something that I definitely considered. And even how you said jazzy, like um, mm-hmm. I wanted it to sound intimate. I wanted it to sound mm-hmm. like the instruments were live and there was someone alone mm-hmm. on the stage telling their story. Um, because mm-hmm. in that song I, I sing, I, so I know we're talking about instrumentation, mm-hmm. but. No, it's perfectly fine. If we jump over there, it's, it's cool. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like, cause in that song I sing, it keeps me on edge, on edge of seeing mm-hmm. you again. Mm-hmm. So that song mm-hmm. talks about just a past love that mm-hmm. had an ending and everywhere I go, I'm tense that I'll either run into you, that mm-hmm. there'll be some type of interaction again. And then what's it going to be like? Ooh, we've been there. Be? We've all been there. <laughs> we've all been there. <laughs> Hello? Hello? <laughs> so that's what that song was um, like. And I just imagine somebody on the stage like, yeah, like it's just really uh, achy, pull heart. And you know what? Really quick, mm-hmm. some of these songs that I sing mm-hmm. that I've written, I've also thought about. Damn, who could sing? Like, who could really? Because mm-hmm. right, like you're a singer, you deliver the song. Mm-hmm. Okay, everything's on pitch. Right. But then there's some singers, kind of like Whitney, right? She's a singer. Mm-hmm. She's not a songwriter. Mm-hmm. You, right. songwriters give her the song and she just kills it so sometimes i right. think for a song like on edge like damn who could just murder that song and bring people to like their knees crying like i think about that sometime <laughs> who could do it but yeah i'm curious to know who without jumping off <laughs> well, well so, that's a segment i don't know probably. any male so I don't know if there's any may, maybe uh do you follow Avery? Avery I've, I'm I'm aware of Avery. Yeah. I know about yeah. him. Yeah. So Avery, he goes off. He's uh mm-hmm. you know, I feel like he could just take that to something else, but I feel like the lyrics are there and the emotion people can relate to mm-hmm. that. I'm on edge of seeing You're your right. first love again, you know? So yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me not send that text. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'll be like, you know, I mean, <laughs> I can go find her. It's not. 
and, and and yeah, and there's been times in BBM chat where I've asked, mm -hmm. yeah, do I need to be hitting up certain people? And mm -hmm. the the answer is no. You just live on edge, mm -hmm. like you're just it's yep. just that feeling. Like, Mm -hmm. We're not going back. We're 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 moving forward. We we don't we don't we don't move back. We can't we can't do that. And, you know, move forward. And just, as you said that, I literally put some hand sanitizer in my hand. I was like, let me just clean, wash my hands. Let me just wash my hands. All of that. <laughs> Very spiritual, <laughs> physical in a sense. Um, um, so kind of going into that, so you said you wanted to kind of like have that feeling of like seeing that person or like, you know, kind of being in that space. Um, was there a certain sound, like a song that's similar, not to say it compares because every song is different, but was there anything that influenced you? Because there are so many songs that talk about like, you know, you know, a bad breakup or just like not going back to that. Was there anything in mind or was it just like, was it more experience? Of course, it was personal experience, but was there anything that you're like, I want this song to convey this? It's just like this song conveys this. Um, was there anything like that, or was it like very different for you in that aspect as well? Yeah, uh, just a sense of not having closure, like an achy, mm. um, yeah, mm. an achy heart. Because people, like you said, we've been through broke uh, breakup songs, achy heart. Um, mm -hmm. but what does it mean to not have closure, to live on edge and just live in a state of what if? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of us have been there, you know, what if? Yes, definitely. You know? and, then, mm -hmm. and then maybe it didn't work out for a reason. Mm. Or maybe you'll meet them again before you die. So there's right. just all these, it's all these emotions, all these feelings, and it's not a never, but it's a right now. We just can't be in that space with them. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of like, and I think we kind of go into this, but it definitely is something that's impactful to you. So when you are putting together these songs, you're putting together songs like On Edge and you're doing that. How important is the sound to you? And I know that you kind of answered that, but like, is it a thing of like, you know, I heard the beat, so like, I want to go from here or different things like that. Or is it like, no, this absolutely, because everybody has their own creative process. It's like, no, this absolutely has to go with this, 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 or it won't work. Um, or is there like a little bit of flexibility in that? Yeah. Um, another good question. As I've gotten mm -hmm. older, I've tried to open mm -hmm. myself up to the flexibility, to mm -hmm. recommendations, to co-writing, to having opinions, to, hey, can you try sing it like this? Hey, mm -hmm. this, this, I've, I've really tried to open myself mm -hmm. up to that. And even so much so, you asked a little earlier about um, like writer's block and mm -hmm. Something that I've learned with just the number of projects, specifically with the written printed projects, but you don't right. have to have it all figured out. Like, I don't have to have everything figured out. There are people yeah. out here who are willing, able, capable, and passionate about helping. They, they love the shit just as much as you do. So what's right. keeping you back from asking for help? 
And I think that's a big that's a big one because if you care about the song, if you care about the integrity of the song, then maybe you also need to know when something's not working and when to ask for help. And um, yeah, I think that that's important. I don't know if it happened with that song, um, Mm. but that one did take a little bit of time to finish just because I had to do some rewrites, you know, right. Asking right. for help is okay, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like um, that came from um, being in a space before, where, before you could do that? That came from like a space of ego, or is it just a space of not knowing where to like start? Because um, I feel like you know sometimes when it is your, you know, Erica Badu says I'm <laughs> artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Have you ever felt that way in the sense of like I don't know how much you touch this, you know, or or is I it kind of like? You know, yeah, yeah. I went through a lot of like early before 2019, a lot of stuff. I didn't even want people to hear like, oh, it's not mm-hmm. ready yet. It's not perfect yet. Um, it needs more help. But it's back to the whole vulnerability type of it's mm-hmm. tied to vulnerability too. like right. things don't have to be perfect. Not everybody has mm-hmm. to like you. Not everybody has to fuck mm-hmm. with your music. It's are you mm-hmm. showing up? So you're the creator. Yeah. Are you creating? Right. Are you changing projects? Are you Mm -hmm. participating in the process? Are you doing Mm -hmm. what you can do within your scope? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Are you doing your job? Essentially, are you doing that piece to it? Yeah. So we're going to go a little bit deeper into the song now. So you kind of talk about what you wanted the message to convey with writing and putting it out. Um, So as we get into the lyrics... What is some of your favorite or most impactful line from this song? Because, you know, you you knew what you wanted. You wanted to feel like that achy breakiness, which you're wrong for, by the way. You know, got people in their feelings and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but what is the song, the lyric that you're like, I wanted to really make sure that this was impact or I want this to hit and people to really hear this and feel it? Oh, yeah, that's uh, now, now I have to think. Dang. Hmm. So, keeps you on edge, on edge, I see you again, can get you off my head. So many. Okay, so maybe it would be, um, I say, can't get you out of my head. So many, actually, you know what? Let me pull up this song. Mm-hmm. Are we able to do that on the podcast? Yeah, sure. You're, you absolutely can. Okay. I, want to uh, let me I was going to say, do you want me to give you the a share? If you can pull it up on your screen, that's fine. If you want the shareability, I can give that to you. I don't know if I... Okay. Um, yeah. Listen, this is your space to do so. Okay. Yeah, I want to pull it up and I want to listen really quick. Mm-hmm. Because... I'm being exposed. I do know my songs, but I also. I'm gonna say, huh? I said exactly. Listen, don't don't try to try to play with him. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> and also, um, what we'll do is we'll take a quick break, really quickly. Okay. Right. So, so we took a little bit of a quick break, and so our guest is back. 
Um, he's had some time to think about his question, you know, like just get some water, do everything, do the things, because we've been recording for a while. So kind of going back to that uh, question, what is the line that you feel like is your favorite and most impactful line from this song? Yeah. The line is, maybe I blew out my twin flame. It keeps me on edge. Damn. And so, yes. And that's why, and you know what? I, I, and when you asked that question, I was able to tap into the emotion of on edge and where, where it felt, but I needed to really look at what I wrote. And yeah, so this whole idea of a twin flame, so like there's no you without me, right? Maybe I was, maybe I was the cause of the um, reason for it not existing. Maybe you were, maybe I was. I've thought about it so many times and it keeps me on edge because I don't know if I'm responsible. I don't know if you're responsible. So that was the line. Maybe I blew out my twin flame. It keeps me on edge. Dang, that is a deep line. That is such a deep line. Um, and it, it, it speaks to so many different things. Um, accountability is one aspect to it, too. Being able to look at, you know, when we have these songs, you know, or breakups and stuff like that, sometimes we often think about what the other person has done, but we're like, what is, how have we contributed to that as well? You know, and I think those are definitely the questions you go through when you're going through a breakup. You're like, damn, they did it. But then you're like, Nah, I might have played a role too, you know, as well. So that is that line and that twin flame. I was like, oof. But I mean, I don't, I don't know if you've had experiences like that, but it's kind of haunting because when you replay the tape in your mind, it's kind of like you think things went a, a certain way, but then you kind of replay and you're like, oh shit, maybe I did participate, or maybe it's when I did or said this this contributed yeah. this over this to this. You know what I mean? I agree. For me, it was therapy. I think therapy definitely had me, like, it got me together in a sense. Not that it was like, you know, um, it wasn't bad. I think it was like just immaturity and different things on both sides. But I was like, therapy, I was like, okay, I can see where I had the fault here and everything like that. And this is what I played in this role and stuff like that. And it's like, damn, which it's like you when you know better, you do better in a sense. And that's what's hard is like now I'm in a space where I know better, but I can't do anything. It is very haunting. It's very haunting, you know, but it's relatable as hell. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think you've, you've already kind of talked about it. What this feeling, what feelings does a song invoke in you? Um, is it like you kind of talked about that? Is it something that you even listen back to now and like you even use it for your own form of like self-reflection? Or is it something that you kind of put out there and you've like let go? Um, and I guess the follow-up question is that what do you want it to invoke in other people? You know, if it's something different than what it invokes within yourself. Yeah, um, another important question. But yeah, I have um, learned to do my song, let it go, make sure I do a due diligence with promoting it. like. Like we just talked about, are you participating? Okay, you have some kind of marketing budget. Are you doing what you need to do? 
So once I do all of that, I just let it go. And that's why it took me a second to pull up the lyrics. Sometimes if I'm in a certain mood, I'll um, dig up songs that I recorded like, oh, I want to hear um, mm -hmm. On Edge or um, Perfect Winter or something. But mostly I let them go. And as far as the second part of your question, I think that for listeners, I want them to get into a state of reflection and kind of what you said, about accountability, reflection and accountability. Mm -hmm. I wrote it from a place of, so to be super transparent, I wrote it from a place of loneliness. So this was written in the pandemic. Yeah. Ah, uh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So that was written from a place of loneliness in the pandemic. Oh, damn, am I ever going to see you again? But on the other side, I would like um, listeners to be like, it keeps me on edge, edge of seeing you again. Like, damn, who do I want to see again just to, like, close? Yeah. Right. And so thank you so much for that. Being able to analyze the song and talk about it has been so dope. And so before we close out that part and we move into our final part, what is the last thing or what is something that you want to say finally about the song on edge? Um, what do you want to leave the folks with, you know, in terms of like, if there's some type of takeaway other than what you just said, anything else you want to know, any Easter eggs or anything in general, just about that specific song, what do you want to say? What do you want to um, do? And if you have time or you want to, we can do one more song. If you want to move into the latter part of the interview, we have that as well. I want to always give, our, you know, our guests a choice because, you know, time is of the essence and I, I don't, you know, take for granted the space that you're in as well. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so maybe the last thing I'll say about that song, mm -hmm. and I don't want to turn the conversation dark or into... Listen, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> or okay. even into... So we get one life Mm -hmm. um we get one chant like i feel like every moment lasts once so this mm -hmm. time in this space that we're sharing we may do it again but mm -hmm. it won't be the same and right i think that's the point so you don't mm -hmm. know how many moments or how much time you have left and do you really want to live on edge like why not have closure in your interactions. Mm -hmm. Why not try and attempt mm -hmm. to communicate? Because there will mm -hmm. come a time where there is no communication. And so that's maybe the final thought that I want to mm -hmm. leave there is that being on edge is something that maybe you can control with thoughtful and mm -hmm. intentional communication. It's hard, but I think mm -hmm. it's harder to live thinking that you blew out your twin flame and you'll never see them again. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, I hope the listeners who listen to that is, you know, don't be prideful, take that opportunity, make that phone call in a sense for overall, if it is what it needs to be. Cause I think we know what situations warrant that, what situations don't warrant that. I just want to, we know, we know, make sure. Yeah, make sure it's the right one. Just because I don't want you coming back. Oh, Jared. I, no, 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 no. Hold on one second. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Pardon me. But yes, you know which situation to go to. So <laughs> to make that clear. But, yeah. you know, don't be prideful. Don't be in that space. 
I've done it before. I'll be very transparent. I've done it. You know, I've been in that space. I've, you know, communicated. I've, I've tried to do that and different things like that. And that's okay. Um, but you know, like you say, life is short. Go ahead and do it. Was what is you? What, what are you? Um, what are you missing? And it is eleven eleven here. So if that is not, <laughs> I'll think as well. Go ahead and you know and do it, folks. Um, or even make a commitment. What about make a commitment? Even if you don't want to visit the past, what about mm -hmm. for your future? What if you live? What if you even just became more aware of your communication and how yes. moments are fleeting. Yeah, and try to mm -hmm. be like, wow, I, I just want to know how you feel and communicate the best that I can right now. So even mm -hmm. moving forward, there can be some application. Right. How can you be better? What can you take into the next relationship or romantic interaction that you didn't have before? Definitely. It's all about improvement. It's all about growth, you know. <laughs> Um, as my yeah. friend loves to say, one of her favorite quotes from Usher is, evolve or die. <laughs> you have to. Mm. You know, That's true. You have to. You have to. Mm. As we but, know yeah, in so, COVID-19, evolve or die. Mm -hmm. You got to. You got to. And that's in every form or fashion. So um, we will begin to move into the latter part. Um, it's a question. It's something I've deemed a random uh, a round of random questions um, <laughs> that I love because I think it just, you know, gives the, the listener a chance to really hear the guest and really listen to the, um, really get a chance to know the artist in different space. Um, and I'm curious to hear what these are, unless there's anything else you want, you know, of course there will be space to talk about, you know, your latest song and really plug that because um, the song recently came out. Y'all can stream it on all your streaming platforms. Um, please run it up. You know, if you don't, um, you're homophobic and you're biphobic and everything else. And hey. I will put that <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah, And been... it is including everybody. You know, it is for people who identify as being feminine, identifying, you know, masculine, identifying. People who don't identify as either. It's for everybody, you know, because we all have assets. <laughs> yeah, walking back. It's for the no label, no label crew. Yeah. It's for everybody. Yes, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Universal rat shaking. What? <laughs> um, no, universal rat. Yes, it's universally ratchet. Yes, universally rat. Exactly. Love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Our random, our round of random questions. So, a question I'm I'm dying to ask is, what is your dream collaboration? So, we'll say money is of no object. Being able to have the resources of no object, you are in the best studio in the world. You have the best producers, you know, or you have other producers and things like that. You have access to artists. You have all these things. Okay, who's gonna be on the song? Who's gonna help write it if you want help writing it? who's going to be singing the song along with you, who's going to be producing all these different things. Because I know I can ask you these technical questions because you've seen the process from A to Z. So I'm very curious to hear what this looks like. And I might be like, listen, we might have to do a little GoFundMe or something, some crowdfunding to make it happen because I think it's going to be some fire. So I'm curious. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> I feel like there's two answers to that. There's the childhood there's a childhood answer, mm -hmm. and then there's the knowing what I know now. <laughs> right. The childhood answer is I, 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 
I've always had a fascination with Tony Braxton's voice. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've just been captured she by it. Yeah. And, and it just tone too. Yeah. I feel like a collabo with Tony would be like that would feed feed some type of childhood need. Um mm-hmm. like, oh I wrote a song that we could sing because I love you so much. But I feel mm-hmm. like vocally I think mm-hmm. um so Ariana Grande to me has chops. She can sing. Yeah, she does. She does. Yes. And I'm, I'm focusing on yeah, female vocalist. Yes. But I think even mm-hmm. I think something with um Ariana Grande written mm-hmm. by Neo, so Neo can pull off some stuff with Ooh. like he stuff with Rihanna. Ooh. Yeah, he can write. That'd right? be good. That'd be good. Yeah. I feel like a ballad with Ariana or a banger with, I mean, a, a ballad with Ariana or maybe a banger with Rihanna. Some kind of wine with me. So like, you know, Rihanna comes with that wine kind of like whatever. Oh yeah. I would love that. Yeah. It's all platinum. It's about to be. It's about to be lit. But she's too rich. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Now I was just gonna, you know, that was fine. I was just gonna say, Rihanna, if you're listening, you probably aren't, but if you do, and you, you know, why not listen to our podcast here? Um, is, you know, Ross is ready. He's ready. You know, I know you've you've a little bit of retirement for music. He's the perfect person to come back with. You come back with him, boom, banger! It's happening. It's happening. Ariana, same thing here. You know, we need some more music. You know, I think this would be a perfect ballad. You know, you get into your, really get into your bag or whatever. You know, we need it, you know. And, you know, we've seen the growth in your music and stuff like that. But I also want to see you, let's, let's explore the R&B again. Let's come back to that. Let's see what that bag can look like. you got Ross here. You're going to have Neo and all of them. We can make this happen. We can do this thing, you know. And we can have a live show on the podcast. We It's going to be like, I don't know if you guys did your own show. I love that. You, I love that. Ever, I love that. Have you ever heard of the Terrell show? The Terrell you, show? Yeah, Terrell. No, I haven't. Is it good? Um, you recommend it? Oh, yes. He's a singer himself, and so, like, he has artists on and different things like that, and he had a live show. We can have some type of situation like that here. <laughs> you know, live show. You know, come on. Now I want this to happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. You have to will it. I mean, and you never know how will. things will be connected or who hears. Why not will it, you know? Exactly. Speaking yeah. of the yeah. background, I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, even if she mm-hmm. did like some background, like Ariana, I feel like we could just make some really nice vocal tones. And yeah, Rihanna, you know, we want to make that. We want to make that ass bounce like we already know. Girl. Right, right. <laughs> Be on the remix. <laughs> it's some new stuff, too. <laughs> and I need I needed to be some man down. I needed to be some of that. that I needed to be that, Rihanna. I needed to be the rude boy, Rihanna. I needed that. I needed to be the work, Rihanna. I need that bag to come yeah. out of the remix. So that's what we trying to we trying to get. <laughs> yeah, love that. But 
I love that the dream collaboration. I I that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense, and I would be super excited to hear that. You know, and like we said, we gonna will it out in the universe. We are gonna leave it there, take it. You know, um, in a sense. And it's it's a pretty cool collaboration. I definitely can hear those different things and hear them like coming and melding in place and so forth. Um, yeah, or maybe Kalani, because I feel like Kalani. I don't know. How she, yeah, I was like, listen. You got the home. You got the advantage. You got the home state advantage right there. Yeah. <laughs> In all honesty, Kalani. you could be like, okay, like, what you know, the six degrees of separation. I mean, you could be like five or six degrees of separation. You never know. Yeah, and I have a feeling she would fuck with independent artists because she's not like. Apology, uh, oh, Day. I'm sorry. I just yeah, Makani Day. I just realized. Yeah. Who? Kalani Day. I just I just realized they. Um, oh, they. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Body. That's what I was going to say. I don't know how she's identifying, but last yeah. time I yeah. heard, I don't, yeah, I don't know how she's identifying, but I feel like it would be dope. The visual would be dope. I would be interested to see what both of, like, how would we show up visually? What would be the vibe? What would be the content? Like, that would be mm. interesting as hell. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, ooh, these are all good collaborations. So, um, I'm gonna give it about you know five, ten, five, five years or so, whatever. We're gonna have you back, and you know once this has happened, um, don't forget the small people, you know. Um, and we we yeah. need the we need the live show as well. <laughs> um, so, okay, we we talked about your dream collaborations. Now let's say. And this last next question is kind of like very specific to rap, but I feel like it really applies because you have your contemporaries in music and stuff like that, and you have people who are doing things at the same time. So if you had like an R&B freshman XL, and I'm not sure how familiar you are with it. I'm pretty sure you've heard of it, and I don't want to assume. Um, if you had a class of artists coming up with you, who do you want in your class with you? You know, artists that are currently right now, or even if it's like artists that are like, when you first started music or whatever, that's in that same space. Who do you think belongs in that same class? Hmm. Who belongs in that class? Interesting. But I feel like my answer, if it, if I say something, be like, oh, like you're reaching, Ross. You are reaching because freshmen. See, I don't know how to be okay. Hmm. Reach. Just reach. Just. I feel like I love Frank Ocean, right? So I feel like right. if we were, that was, I mean, just the idea that we were in the same freshman class, like if you look at the yearbook, you'd be like, oh, Ross knew like Frank or Frank, we, they were in the same class. Like I you feel like that. Yeah something like that came in that way. But I also feel like, I don't know. So there's a part of, I don't know. So let's bring the BBM part back really. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Let's bring it so, in. So are there any openly BBM artists? There, there are, are a lot, right? Yes. So. And then how old are they? And then how long mm -hmm. have they been around? Because 
I grew up listening to music mm. in the nineties. Right. I grew up in music listening to the nineties where people and artists were definitely not I mean, they could have been by or whatever, right? Right. But people right. didn't know for sure and they definitely weren't right. identifying as such. Yeah. So who is who is I can yeah, only put labels too, it goes into that space as well. Because, you know, just labels also how you ever how you self identify as well. Right. Yeah. So is it a matter of everyone in my class is identifying similar to me? Is it that I'm in a class, like not class by myself, but it's like mm -hmm. there are no other BBMs who, but there are. So I can't help but put like Taylor, like Frank, I can't help but put us all in the same class. Avery Wilson, you know what I mean? another one. Avery Wilson. I mean, is Lil Nas X in there? He's, I think, from my understanding, he's, um, he's, he's not a BBM. I think he just identifies as gay. Okay. So yeah, it would have to be just in a small little circle. Wait, why did I? Steve Lacey's another one as well. Steve Ooh. Lacey. Steve Lacey, Steve. another singer. Steve Lacey. Mm -hmm. Maybe I have to yeah, look. He's Steve also. Lacey. Uh, BBM. He's a he's um earlier mid twenties as well. Ah, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got to see because I grew up during a time period where there were no. I mean, there were BBMs, but like you mm -hmm. know, and people fucking with their music, you know. So mm -hmm. yeah. Do you listen to Duran Bernard? Oh, oh, God help me if I'm butchering his name. Um, he's also another BBM as well. Duran. Mm. Uh, Bernard. Yeah. Let's he's he's he has incredible vocals. Interesting. No, I haven't. Is is Duran on a Okay, does he go off? He looks like he goes off like Avery. Oh yeah, yeah he goes off. <laughs> yeah. He goes Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, mm -hmm. I love I love people who can just like the runs are just crazy mm -hmm. and uh, they go off. But yeah, I I can't help but to put myself in a BBM freshman mm -hmm. class, you know. I love it. I love it. And now you have me thinking because there's so many artists that like are off the top of my head because I'm like thinking like oh there's so many different artists who are black bisexual men who are singers and stuff like that. And it's like really a great time to be in this space because you have so many who are openly, you know, bi, not just queer, yeah. but bi, and you have that representation now. You know, it's really exciting to just be in a space. There's somebody else I'm missing, and I'm upset I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, damn. Tyler? Tyler is another one as well. Tyler is definitely another one. He would fall under, I would say, definitely a, being a BBM. Um, just because of the lyrics, lyrical content he has is very fluid. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Especially within his last project as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I would love that, you know. And a, a, a freshman class BBM mixtape. Wow. That, it, and, and that's crazy yeah. because that is actually that is actually very like there hasn't been anything like that and to do that would be mm -hmm. 
really something fresh and new. And it's crazy because it's just mm-hmm. like right there, you know? Right, wow. exactly, right there. And so that kind of like, because I do want to make space for this because it's Pride Month and we are going to talk uh, about bisexual black men because there are two here and I be fucking remiss if I didn't. Um, in terms of your creativity or your music and things like that, um, are there like songs that you feel like you, and like you said, your your songs, you have the, being, you know, a BBM, you have that ability to make your song. It could be about anybody. It could be about a, a partner who identifies this way or that way. Um, in terms of, like, music that you're creating, have you thought about, like, having more songs, having songs? Because, of course, I haven't heard every single song, and I'm still getting into music, and I'm still diving into it, you know. But are there, has there been thought to making a project completely that's very, like, you know, I'll say BBM heavy or queer heavy in a sense of, like, I want this artist or this person to be on a song with me or I want to convey this down or I want to do something like this or do that and different things like that. How does that kind of look for you in terms of like, you know, going into your music and things like that? And of course, it's already baked in, but like, you know, as we always say, um, and we say in the chat and we always say visibility is key. So how does that look like for you in the sense of music? Is Has it been something that's like in the back of your head or is it something like I'm showing up as myself so I already know it's like put into what I'm doing. Yeah, I I feel like it's definitely like you said baked in, but I I thought about that like what cuz I've had that conversation with someone else like what is a BBM aesthetic? What is a BBM like even lyrical content? Because I Hard. like lyrically, yeah, like lyrically, I guess the choices mm-hmm. are you remove all the pronouns or mm-hmm. you reference multiple pronouns and somehow kind of Mm -hmm. weave into so it it, it's very Mm -hmm. um it's very interesting and i can write with dynamics so i've noticed that like okay write a song Mm -hmm. about this these are the perimeters Mm -hmm. to this i can do that but i feel like for me it's it's baked in but i've wondered too what is that what is the aesthetic of a a black bisexual artist how does that person show right. up and end like i've thought about that and it's hard to qualify yeah, how do you, right because we're and that's what i love about us is that we come in many shape forms or fashion it's no like one way to kind of like bake us in unless you're talking about things that are super niche like bicycle because <laughs> or things like that how do you like quantify that you know in a sense and then there's like I guess sometimes that fear of while doing that how are you are I guess like the fear of like am I being respectful or am I holding up the stereotypes in a sense I I wonder if that's like a key too because like you know is it like how will I come off in this because whether or not I think you know some folks think about it you are unfortunately when it's not so much representation you have to feel like. You feel like some people feel like they carry that on their back, right? And so it's like if I say the wrong thing or I can do the wrong thing, it can, quote, unquote, we feel like it will set us back in a sense. It's like that whole respectability politics thing in a sense. So it's it's very difficult, I can imagine. It's like a line to, like, yeah. to really teeter on in a sense because when you're one of the first ones and you're one of not many, you have this – you feel like you have this, like, responsibility, I can imagine, and it's it's heavy. You know, heavy is the head that wears the crown. <laughs> for real, for real. 
Yeah, and I mean, the other thing is to be overt. Like, I don't know, do people say the word bi in songs? Um, right. I mean, in I can, yeah, like how does that? Like Which one that? song that I, I can probably count maybe one or two songs. There's um a, a YouTuber, social media, uh, I guess personality, and she's a singer as well, well rapper as well. Domo Wilson, she literally has a song called okay. Bye Fry. Yeah, and it's an anthem, right? Yeah, it's like an anthem. I love it, and she references it, you know, but maybe that's not, like, everybody's not going to be as overt in that sense or, like, you know, different (laughs) things like that. But I feel like it's a very good example, but how does that look, you know? Yeah, how how does it look? And with Bounce, I tried. So what I tried to do is I tried to mix in a lyric. I said, um you got them double d's you got them double d's make them bounce elbows on your Mm. knees make it bounce 10 Mm. inch pipe let me count so (laughs) i tried to make references Mm. to like body parts Mm. um to indicate i don't know and then i also tried to in (laughs) one of my videos i had like uh women Working, shaking their ass, and I did find two dudes to include. So at least visually, that was it. Mm-hmm. But you see, it, 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 I feel like is that what? Who did I have this conversation with? It's like visually, you're either gonna have to see more than one gender, you're gonna have to reference more than one gender, or you just don't do anything. Right. I don't know. And it's like. Damn- damned if you don't in a sense because if you don't reference it is that erasure or what does that look like does that leave too much imagination right, but if you right, right. Multiple, how are you and i guess it's a thing of like nobody will ever truly be super super happy in a sense you're 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 in this space of like damn i can't you can't you can't please please everybody in a sense so i guess this is figuring out what that looks like for you because you know it gets into this, and this is getting deep. Not getting deep, but I could talk about this for a long time. Like, you know, there yeah. are the folks who may be bisexual, but they also are on the age spectrum, too. So they don't kind of connect with that. Or, you know, there are the people who, like, you know, they don't really experience romantic feelings for for one gender over the other and things like that. And there are people who just aren't, you know, it, it's so deep and there's so many different ways to represent it. It's very difficult to be like, this is real bisexual, other than like you about to talk about the colors of black in it or whatever. Right, um, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I feel like there could be a higher level, nuanced way to communicate. Mm-hmm. Like for example, if we had a song called "Under the Surface," and under mm-hmm. the let's just say the song "Under the Surface" was about someone who they met someone and they could feel that there was something under the surface they couldn't put their finger on it but they knew that there was more so i feel like there's maybe there's a expansive way to describe bisexuality or to give space to it because yeah you can't maybe bisexuality tends to be like under the surface in my opinion right you don't really know i agree yeah, I agree. So maybe there's a higher way to do it, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I mm-hmm. don't know. No, and I'm excited to see how artists go about doing it and seeing this being in this space, you know. I always feel like, you know, in this day and age, or at least right now, we're kind of going through this very mass amount of like 
folks who of who are putting who are in a space who are sharing their you know their experiences and things like that so i'm i'm definitely curious you know um how people like put this into the space i'm curious to like you know because like i can even see the gears turning your head like how you'll do it as well um and this is going to be like really exciting to see what this like turns into as well and like having those like like you said going above and things like that i think even like up up you just made me think about it like you know under the surface or like even confusion that's i think a very by thing too like how somebody would tackle that you know like hmm, i'm not gay but i'm not straight either and like figuring that out and like that whole like constant like peace in that because i know i've been there you know and i know other people have been there as well yeah yeah you know, like you said the bi cycle what does that what does that look like and then how do you make it so why you said that, I thought about a title called Today, Tomorrow. I was like, maybe mm -hmm. we can make a song called Today, Tomorrow. You know what I mean? And it's just like the days go by and you just feel. I have, a, no, I'm sorry. I like that. I have an idea for like a music video. My... <laughs> you saw something? You saw something? I saw something. What'd you see? I saw something. <laughs> What'd you see? <laughs> I see like side by side a screen. Two spring. If y'all still my idea, I'm coming for y'all. By the way, it's on wax. Yeah, don't maybe don't say it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I have the idea. We'll talk. Okay. You know, we'll Let's do it. You know. we'll, and then visuals yeah. too. Like, what do my visuals look like? Like, do I want to have, like, like, who? Like, if if you're watching a video and all of a sudden you have a singer. And then their love interest, and they're talking about a love interest. How do I communicate that I'm bi? Mm -hmm. So is it me like going out on dates in the visual with different people? Is it me okay. texting someone and the audience can see mm -hmm. the name? Is it me mm -hmm. like how does that look like? But I think it's all worth. Mm -hmm. it, it's something that needs to be explored. You know, there's space for it. It definitely is, and it's going to yeah. be so cool to explore it because it's going to be like so like. When people get it, it's going to be like, oh, I get it. And the people who aren't going to be like, what the f It's going to be like, no, it's not for you. <laughs> we we, we right here. It's like, because. <laughs> like, oh, he was, you know, she was texting this one and, you know, she he texted that one or like, you know, all that stuff. Or you saw the bracelet, right? You saw the, you saw the lighting? Because, <laughs> like, that's how I felt like about Janelle Monet's song, like, Make Me Feel. And like when oh, I started yeah. dissecting before I was out or before like I came to acceptance of my bisexuality, now watching I'm like, damn, this is bi as hell. The lighting, the running back and forth and everything like that. I was like, oh yeah, I like that. yeah. So yeah, she was on yeah, she went, during that time period. She was really dropping some some bombs. So now, like going back and listening to it now, you probably be like, damn, she was preaching. You know, she was. She was preaching. She was fitting, um, especially <laughs> on another album. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm glad we had that space that we're, we're being able to talk about that. You know, we've you know got some ideas. You know, I'm at the send it your way. You know, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk offline because you know the gears started running. That creative force in me is like ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, now consider the budget. Remember the budget. Remember the budget. We I got some budget. We 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 gonna yeah we we, we got to consider the budget you know it's gonna look right but we we gonna make sure it's in the budget. Um, 
that makes me think of another question and then we'll, we'll I'll give you a couple more because I don't want to hold you too too long because I don't want to I'm going to always be mindful of your time um so being a bisexual you know artist and uh specifically a, a black bi man and being an artist or a, um how do you feel like your responsibility is do you feel like that there's that responsibility I know I touched on that a lot and is it ever like stressful like I have to like hit this or I have to hit that or is it like okay it just is like that that kind of that passive thing in a sense and you also have other creative endeavors too because I know I know like you know you're you know an author you know and things like that you do so many different things so how do you how does that like show up here you know in terms of music um, so like the responsibility part Mm hmm or do you not even feel like there's that responsibility um so something that guides me or that helps me with that question mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. some work that i've done around inner child right so it's like looking at yeah, yeah looking mm -hmm. at myself as a seven-year-old eight-year-old it's like, okay, this little kid who exists, who's going to grow up to be a BBM, right, mm -hmm. or is already a little BBM, whatever, what mm -hmm. do they, what is going to be in service to them? So mm -hmm. how does that person look? What does that person say? What does mm -hmm. that person do? And so I try to live in in that space um, right. while also being authentic, authentic because I would hate to be on a large platform and somebody asked mm -hmm. me what being a bi artist is or what is bisexuality. I can only define it mm -hmm. for myself. And so exactly. I think that I, you know what I'm saying? So I always, mm -hmm. so especially with that topic, I think I will make an effort to clarify that mm -hmm. bi men show up in as many ways as straight men can. Like it's mm -hmm. just all over. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there's, I, there's the responsibility is to make sure that people know that we exist, but also know that you can't really qualify a bi person. You know what I mean? Exactly. You can't qualify them without speaking to them and asking about their experiences. So I don't know the the responsibility part is interesting, and sometimes I want I think to myself. Like, am I saying too much? Um, like, do I want to be visible online? Like, mm -hmm. if I go on a show, like, how visible and stuff do I want to be? And so I have to work within my own, like, comfort mm -hmm. zone, too. You know what I mean? Um, right. of, I think that's yeah. a misconception. Not to cut you off, I think that's a misconception, too, that I think as bi plus men we're fi constantly fighting against is, like, we want to be visible and we want to be in that space, but we also have a right to privacy. Every five minutes, you don't necessarily want to necessarily have to discuss that. It's just a part of your lived experience, but feeling like you have to do that too. It's like, do I feel like talking about this today or do I want to be in a space or like, you know, also knowing what does this come with? Like, oh, I'm, I'm bi. And then some people get to asking questions and it's like, well, I'm just a bi plus man. I'm not a fucking encyclopedia, like, in a sense, right? right. right. Um, yeah. I definitely see where that, that can be a space as well, you know, 
Um, and while it, it can be welcome, <laughs> it's also like I I'm trying to go to. I'm trying to go to Subway. I don't know why I speak Subway. I'm trying to go to Subway and get a sandwich real quick. I don't. I don't want to talk about the politics about like. I don't. That's not what I. I came here for. You know, in a sense, you know. But it is. I can imagine I it's like a space. Too, like, I don't know. Like I don't even know. Like some stuff people ask, like after like shit. I don't know. Like I don't know. Like how does how does that, I don't know how that works for that person. I know what I've been through. I don't know. Yeah, because, so, like, even, yeah, what about my cousin, sister? Ask her. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like black people. We all know each other, right? So it's like we all supposed to know each other, vouch for each other. Yeah. I have no idea. No. So, yeah. I don't know who that man is right there. Yeah. Mm. And the bisexual yeah. person that you are in love with or dealing with or interested in or not interested in or have beef with whatever mm-hmm. that's between you and them i have mm-hmm. nothing right. yeah and so i don't know how that comes across in an art space like because i can see um i haven't been on any interviews yet mm-hmm. where people have asked for encyclopedia i try to have a little mm-hmm. bit I try to do interviews where people are either friendly or I kind of know what's going to be asked, but that would be interesting mm-hmm. to explore to see how I show up in those types of uh, moments, you know? Right, definitely. And I, I think it'll be dope as you like roll from your artistry and all the different things you do is like, you know, not being necessarily in those spaces where they're as well informed, so kind of like seeing what that looks like. Because, like, you saying that kind of makes me think about other five-plus men or artists and things like that, um, in a sense, like, Teller Benny, like, obviously, that's, like, in his interviews, I watch his interviews, that's a piece there, but, like, every single interview, that's not what he's talking about. Or he'll be like, okay, yep, this is here. He'll, like, say this is it, but then he's going to jump into, like, being independent, or he's going to jump into, you know, bending, you know, the gender, like, the genres of music and stuff like that. So it's kind of like, it's there, but it's not, like, you know the emphasis the huge part of it um too and i guess this is being in that space and understanding that's okay because like even watching interviews like i see him he's like i know this is the question that's coming and i'm going to answer it but also i'm going to control the narrative of it as well in a sense of this interview being able to say i'm going to stare at this how i want it to go um, yeah and he's so, so and, and i'm so happy that you met I, i'm so happy that you got a chance to meet him so for everyone listening so jared got a chance to meet uh taylor bennett who is yeah and and he's he's young too and i I just have so much respect for him and i wish i could tell him like dude you are out here inspiring not like i'm an old head but dude just the way like you said the way he handles the questions how he shows up with his family and stuff is very inspiring and i love it right listen you may have the chance because he'd be touring a lot you know and he was just like, yeah, I'm taking pictures after. So you never know. Nice. <laughs> Next time was, you know, um, I would definitely be a part of it. But yeah, it was it was definitely a true experience. It was a dope experience that is like no under. He he's definitely creating a space in a way that he creates space and needs to create space. Not like other people, you know, want you to, you know, and uh, I know there are even a couple couple times, not to stay on him too long, but like I see the Twitter comments. 
And, you know, tell her if you're listening. <laughs> like I always say to everybody, you know, I don't know who's listening. Um, so the, the ways that I'm not there yet. I'm good, but I'm not that good. Some of the stuff that they be saying in his Twitter comments and stuff like that, I'd be like, have you lost your fucking mind? And I'm just like, is it ignorant? I've seen it because, like, huh? It's a mess. Usually some of it, yeah, it's a mess. It's like some of it's biphobic. It's like, well, I thought you were bi. And he's like, it's like, yeah, he is. He has a wife or he has a fiance. Bi as in more than one gender or whatever and stuff like that. So, like, even how he handles it, social media and stuff like that, and, like, being engaged there in this space, like, it's respect to him because, you know, sometimes I have the time, you know, I'll be like, you know what? It's 4 o'clock. We'll pick violence today. <laughs> yeah. We'll pick violence. So like, yeah. But you know, so much respect to him. In that space, and, then, and then, too, and I don't want to go down too much of a wormhole, but someone in the group, and maybe that you will remember this, but they had offered that the partners of bi plus people, mm-hmm. um, I think mm-hmm. they were talking about, like, the female partners or the women partners, mm-hmm. they sometimes need just as much support as the actual right. bi person, right? Yeah, yeah, just because, like, as you described, people coming for him in the comments, and I'm sure people have things to say about their relationship. So it's almost like and then an education. It's disrespectful they get to saying stuff about him because, like, they be saying, like, even just, like, in how you hit on a person, it's like, you wouldn't do this if this was another artist, but, like, that's based too, like, or feeling like yeah. you're going to clock somebody, like, oh, you know, he's, well, he's by whatever, like different things like that. It's just like it's a hot ass mess. So I, I definitely could see that too. Yeah. So I, he should just respond with like Google links, mm-hmm. like go look at what attraction is. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that right. shit gets really dumb. It gets really dumb. Mm-hmm. It's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's gotten to a point he doesn't even respond anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't personally. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's like, I'm a millionaire. I have my money. <laughs> I'm good at I'm you getting mad. I'm getting rich. Um, you know, at the end of the day. Um, but then well, why are so they obsessed? I, so like, why are you obsessed with him? So now it's starting to serve obsession. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, right. Um, there's a specific. There's specific folks and groups. I won't get into that here. Not on the podcast. <laughs> That's an offline conversation. <laughs> we'll yeah. chat about. Um, but yeah, but like you know, definitely, um, I'm definitely excited to see how you'll show up in those spaces as well. You know, in those things, and you know, I know that you'll do well in it. You know, because like you know, listen, um, I have to you know give Ross a quick shout out and stuff like that. Very well informed and stuff like that. Definitely, uh, I would say a soldier. Thanks. It sounds so like whatever. I don't, <laughs> but like, uh, definitely an advocate and truly like, you know, for a bi plus uh, men, black men, because we are melanated men, being able to talk about it and just knowing this stuff and saying, nope, this is not going to fly here and stuff like that and being able to inform people. So like, I know like, you know, in these different spaces, it's going to be like, it's going to be informative, but it's also going to be like, we're not doing that here. So like, I so look forward to like seeing you in these spaces as well you know because even just like having the interaction i'm just like yeah well, y'all are gonna get the real <laughs> constantly constantly get the real and with that um, I, I think too and i think we you 
give me, and I think it's all synergy. It's like just a, a synergistic circle. It's like when I'm talking to other BBM like yourself, it's like you're, by you existing, you're giving me permission to exist. And so then we all just yes. get to enjoy, you know what I mean? It's like we get to enjoy, and that's the power of the, I think that's the real power of the space, is I think people just want permission. Even people who aren't bi, like even people who aren't bi, or they're gay, they're lesbian, they're straight, they're trans, people just want permission mm-hmm. to do them, you know? Right. Right, exactly, and that's what's so important. That's why I love this space, you know, and that's honestly a dope space, y'all, is that in that space, it's like, I'm a bi-plusman, and we talk about those things, but also, I don't feel like I have that constant asterisk there every single day. It's like, I'm Jared, I'm bisexual, but also I love rap music and stuff like that, and I could connect with this person over here about this, or I can connect with this person like, oh, their dads here and stuff like that. They're talking about their their fatherhood and stuff like that. And so, like, they're by men or whatever, but they are able to share that experience and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, we're all just folks and people, and we have this one commonality, but there's so many differences and stuff like that. And I don't feel like, oh, my God, I'm just, like, this person, like, ooh, are they going to see I'm by? Obviously, they do, but it allows me to explore other facets of that identity and what that yeah. looks like for me, you know, that umbrella, I don't feel like it's just like, oh my God. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm bi plus, but also, you know, there's this, there's this, there's this, there's this. I can exist in that space and not worry about it, you know. Yeah, and you can find community within community. I did a podcast mm-hmm. episode with Jan, who's in the group, and we were mm-hmm. talking about that. It's kind of like you described, community within community. Mm-hmm. You can connect with this person mm-hmm. over here. Oh, this person mm-hmm. is traveling. I can talk to you over here and not be afraid to mm-hmm. show up as myself and that's really healthy to be able to access yeah Mm -hmm. and i love it so much and i appreciate it like even this conversation conversation would not have came about (laughs) for this group you know and is their comedy of like you know the music of being by plus men but then music and stuff like that having that love and be able to have this conversation as well it's just like it's just great you know i I can't i've never had i've never been able to talk about my music within the same context as uh, bisexuality. Mm -hmm. And I want to share something, too. Um, Mm -hmm. I described once being bi as, I described it using music. I said, there's some people who listen to a song and they hear the melody. That's all that they hear. Mm -hmm. But then there's Mm -hmm. other people who listen to a song and they hear the melody and the harmony. And they hear how all of that music flows together and works together, and they're able to pull it apart and appreciate it. And I feel like for me, sometimes that's how I describe bisexuality is hearing the melody and the harmony and appreciating how they go together. I love that. That's a really good way to put it. I love always love the different analogies and spaces that people have for bisexuality. Yeah, honestly, yeah. the book of it, but like that's a perfect way to put it. You know, I've never thought yeah. of it like that. You yeah, know, melody in the heart, uh, music. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you have the perfect music together. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess the final question will yeah. <laughs> will come to um, and you know, within the lens too, of course, being a, a you know a black bisexual man plus man as well. Um, so. 
you know, it's 10 years now the road. Where do you want to be with your music? You know, Rihanna's done her banger with you. Ariana's got in the studio with you and, you know, did the vocals. You've, you know, you've worked with Neo. Um, you've done all of these different things. Where do you, um, where do you want your music to be at within 10 years? Where do you foresee yourself? Um, and then also, you know, having the identity of being a bisexual, uh, you know, black man as well. How does that fit in as well? Where do you foresee, like, how do you, how are you taking up that space? Or in words of OBO creating space. <laughs> Yeah, I love that um, question. And so in 10 years, I, I, I want to believe, so since I have the books and the bangers, I feel like I want to uh, do audio books that have um, music mixed in to tell the story. I, I want to, yeah, I want to move into that space. So, of course, I would love to hear Bounce or some track you know, in, in the club or on a DJ spin or whatever. But I feel like it would really be nice to blend my music into audiobooks and then mm -hmm. even one of my stories take a form as a film and hear some of the music in the actual film. So that would be maybe 10, 12, 12 years. I would love that. And I, and I feel like there's a pathway and I just have to keep continuing to show up and be courageous. And as far as the bisexuality part, so I feel like that's baked in, but I also feel the need that the bot, mm -hmm. like the youth, I feel like mm -hmm. if I would have had access to community and language and a lot of different things in my teenage years, I feel like my life would have been a lot richer. And so I think about how do I provide opportunities? How do I, like, how do young black and brown bi plus youth, how do they get validated and affirmed sooner and quicker? And so hopefully in 10 years, I will have a way specifically on, on that group, just those years of teenage, you know what I mean? Like, hey, you guys, you'll be okay. You buy, you, mm -hmm. kid, you buy. Like, next what else what else is going with you like you're a whole person you know and the world yeah and work on your mental get your mental on point and like dating skills like how do you like date how do you deal with awkwardness like what are you feeling just even mental health i would love to be a, a positive part of that conversation Definitely. It sounds like so many dope things that are coming up or things that you want to do. And I know I have no without a doubt that you're going to get those things done. It's going to be cool seeing how they all combine, you know, and how they come into, you know, one space. There's a, another segment that I do the podcast on called um, The Alpha, How You Started, which I'm probably going to, of course, I'll formally ask you here. And we can talk about specifics later. I would love to have you on to talk in that. But like, being able to be a multifaceted creative and be able to combine all those things and put it into one. Um, it sounds like you're definitely doing that. And I, I am excited to see what that looks like and, you know, go along with you on your journey and view it, you know, as I do other uh, artists journey and see what that kind of becomes. Um, yeah. And kind of moving in as we close, you know, yeah. you know, we've had a robust conversation. This has been great. I've really 
I've really enjoyed it. It's been like good talking and uh, especially talking in that lens as a bisexual black man and just being able to talk and get into so many different pieces. And I want to like, of course, this interview is about you and spotlighting your music and the work that you do. What are some things that you want to highlight at this point in time? You know, what are some things you want to say? You know, what what music should we be streaming? You know, where where can we find your music? You know, the books, all the, the books and the bangers. Like, give us some more about how people can come to you at this point in time and, like, really get into this. Um. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I am on the Internet as Ross Victory, my real name. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Bounce, which is a... Mm-hmm booty banger um is available to stream on <laughs> yes available to stream on youtube and spotify i also have a lot of ballads yes yes and um, a lot of ballads and different things um on spotify and youtube i have some books on amazon if you're uh, interested mm-hmm. in nonfiction. i have some shorter form fiction uh books uh, horror family so mm-hmm. um inter- i think instagram is my primary network but i'm mm-hmm. also on like twitter and facebook um and mm-hmm. then rossvictory.com uh just to kind of keep track of what projects and then too like if you just want to chat or hit me up in the dms i'd love to speak to you i love to connect to people and even resources so we've talked a lot about like bisexuality mental health yes. if you are yes. part of that community and you need access to mental health care or resources i have those to share too so i definitely have to speak to that so yeah that's where you can find me you know where to find me yes 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 all the things all the links will be in the show notes as well there also will be a a show card for him that you'll find at his his website and as well as his instagram will be on there as well you know and so kind of closing out thank you so much for this i appreciate this opportunity and i'll let you have the final word what is the final word that you want to say before we end off yes i wanted to thank you jared for a very um thorough and thoughtful interview uh with a lot of intention and great questions and i just want to leave your audience with the power of creative Mm -hmm. writing a lot of people don't Mm -hmm. have access to self-care and all of these things but i feel i deeply feel that by telling your story to yourself through written form through singing can be a powerful first step to own your narrative and by doing Mm -hmm. so you can begin the journey of personal development and i think personal your personal development is the only thing that matters and i just want to leave it at that and thank you so much jared for this wonderful opportunity i've loved every moment thank you i appreciate it you know and as always stay awkward until next time y'all bye